I woke up back in my cage. I felt like my ribs were broken. I could hardly breathe. I lay there for some time. I got no food that night, but I did have water. I was still alive. Next morning I was dragged back out. I was handed my carbine. Why? Lieutenant Tran said, Something is wrong with this weapon. Will you fix it for me? My brain scrambled. If I try to fix it, he'll know I'm military. I picked it up awkwardly. I held it up and looked down the barrel. I slid the bolt. Nothing inside. I rolled it over, looking at it. I shook my head. I'm sorry, Lieutenant. I don't know much about guns. They said I needed one in the jungle, but I hoped I'd never have to use it. I'm not a very good shot. I looked straight at him, trying to look as helpless as possible. He shook his head. I think you are lying. He untied me and said, My men hate you. They want to kill you. They want to fight you. I told them to go ahead. Defend yourself if you can. At least be a man instead of a sniveling coward. I staggered to my feet. The first soldier came at me. I put up my arms to protect my face. He hit me several times. I fell down, moaning. I struggled to my feet. I could fight, but I could not show any skill. Hard to figure out what to do. Number two came out kicking. He nailed me once in the thigh. Then he spun to kick me again. I grabbed his leg and twisted, and he went down, yelling. I immediately went to him, saying over and over, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I knelt over him, as if I was comforting him. About that time, number three hit me in the back. I fell over, grimacing and yelling. As he stepped forward to kick me, I planted a kick in his family planning unit. He fell over, and I swung a roundhouse into his face. Then I fell back, holding my ribs. That ended the fight. I was thrown back into my cage. I nursed my injuries the rest of the day. From my cage, sitting in the back and facing forward, all I had to do was turn my head to the left a bit, and I could look through the door of the lieutenant's hut. He had a chair and a bunk and a table. I could see him walking around. Sometimes he would come and stand in the doorway and watch me for long periods of time. I wondered what he was thinking. I would never let him see me watching, though. As with all my captors, I never tried to make eye contact, always trying to never challenge them. I was fed and watered that evening. Again that evening, I continued my exercises. This was a must. I would never have survived the days otherwise. I had read stories all my life about survival, but I never knew it meant all your senses, all your abilities, all your strengths working together. The hardest thing to fight was the depression and the waiting for the next thing to happen. The aloneness, no one to talk to when it got bad. Starting about day seven or so, a little boy would come and squat about four or five feet from my cage, usually earlier in the day or late in the day. He would squat there for twenty minutes or so. When he did, I would talk to him. At least there was no angry face there. I would talk to him. I would tell him my name, or the name I was using at the time, and ask him his. I would tell him about my life and just talk to him.
He never said a word. He came back three or four days, then never came back. I missed him, and I watched for him all the time. About day eight, I was sleeping when suddenly a barrage of gunfire exploded around me. Pieces of bamboo and dirt struck me in the face and arms. When I was able to regain my senses, I looked up. Three of the soldiers stood around me. They had fired their weapons around and in my cage. They thought it was real funny. To this day, unexpected explosions around me kindles immediate anger. I can't help it. I jumped up and yelled at them, You stupid bastards! I hate your sorry asses! Leave me alone! Go away!